Welcome to Frictionless, a podcast founded on open dialogue and curious minds. This is part two of a conversation between Mark Vitels and me. He's a golfer on the Amherst golf team and a pursuer of stimulating conversation. In this episode, we discuss many topics, including love versus loyalty, Amherst College, Mark's favorite class, and the Botswana diamond trade. Our discussion starts on music. Six days a week, yeah. one mile run. Just, yeah, just run a mile. You listen to anything? Yeah, just music. Just music. Crank, just crank it out. What music? <laughs> whatever I'm feeling. Whatever I feel like will get me. Awesome. Is it about like focus or is it about energy when you listen to music? Energy. Well, it totally depends on the task. Like if I'm hauling ass, right? Or working out, like even something high energy. But the thing is, I can't. I can't play golf or hit balls to music. Really, it gets me too fired up. Yeah. That's why podcast. Podcast when I hit balls. Yeah, that's calm. That's I find myself just engaging. rapid firing yeah. golf balls because you really need to be patient and right. I lose my patience if I'm playing music just grab next ball hit it just start machine gunning them. oh no oh no, no 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 in terms of golf <coughs> staying calm I watched a video of Rory McIlroy hitting a uh, hole in one in like a, a major yeah. like a real like this really mattered yeah. um, and he had a whoop and it was a whoop ad and whoop showed his heart rate throughout and he didn't go over 95 yeah, well, he's in sick shape too. Yeah, he is. He's, so, yeah. It, it's 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 almost weird because you need to have, and it's such a game of accuracy and precision that you need to be calm when you play. You do, but it's it's not even about like calm. It's about intentional. You need to be, and I mean they're they're correlated. Right. Right. But you can be focused and intentional without being calm. Yeah, yeah. Because the one thing <clears throat> is, I can guarantee to you, walking off the last few holes of a major, Rory's heart rate is through the roof. Really? And that's the one thing <clears throat> that you kind of need to accept in those pressure situations, is there's literally nothing I can do to make myself calm right now. But it's about yeah. staying intentional. Stay intentional. Make sure you don't do anything different just because you're nervous. Right. Or because you're fired up. Like, by... Uh, pressure is a privilege but I love thinking back to like the moments I have had on golf courses where I'm standing over a putt or standing over a shot and my hands are shaking yeah it's so sick it's a sick feeling (laughs) it means you're doing something right right you feel it you feel it you feel the life in your hands and it reminds you you're alive it's really hard to hit a golf ball when your hands are shaking I'll tell you that and you just gotta it's so hard it's so hard I have a tournament with my friends Big bragging rights. Okay. I won the first year. My talk downs won. Second I year, <clears throat> I was heart pumping for a couple reasons, you know, but yeah, I know it's hard to play golf. Yeah. Pumping and shaking. But it's great. Like if I, if I play a tournament around and I never get fired up at any point, it's like, what am I, what am I doing? Like, do you not care enough? Like yeah. people always ask Tiger, oh, how do you handle nerves? Do you still get nervous? And he said, if I'm on the first tee of a tournament and I'm not nervous to play, like I'm doing something wrong. Like, why am I here? If I'm not ner- if you're if you're not nervous, you don't care. You, obviously, that doesn't mean you should be abs- you should be shaking and <clears throat> fearful. You should just be nervous and confident and calm and just stick to your routine. <clears throat> yeah, 
I'm really excited to play the Orchards again. Oh, such a great course. So I'm probably going to be a member for yeah, yeah. Well, it's I'm easy. there all the time. Welcome to the club. Yeah, it's a nice club. It's a nice club. I'm excited. Yeah. The boys have been up there. Tommy and Johnny have been yeah. still ripping it. Good. I might try to go up one of the weekends if you want to come play. Yeah. Actually, it's a good time. So <laughs> how, do you, how do you like Amherst golf team? You guys seem yeah. so close. Yeah, that, that's the number one thing for me that I really appreciate is the guys. <clears throat> like, we have nine different – it's like we're nine different personalities. Yeah. Like, we're not are. we're not nine guys that would necessarily all be friends if we were not on a golf team. But we are each other's closest friends, and I feel like it's a testament to anyone can be friends. And, like, it's more about the experiences you share with a person right. than right. – how similar you are yeah. and all that. Like I, I appreciate that I'm different from my teammates. Like I get to hear about their stuff, get to fight about stuff, get to argue. It's yeah, great. Like, right. I really like it. And so long as you're committed to like having someone's back, it's it's all you need. It's all you need to be friends. So what matters more, loyalty or love? With with love comes loyalty. Not always. Be and uh, I say this because love and hate very very similar yeah. right there's just a slip off the cliff and then yep. you're gonna hate and you can hate someone and still be very loyal I think loyalty is a little selfish really yeah it's important but like I value people's loyalty but I also value other people having their own autonomy right like if it's ever loyalty at the like real expense of the other person like I'm cool if you have to do your own thing right but if we're talking like shitty behind the back stuff then loyalty is very important right, right. but yeah no that's I don't think there's I mean I didn't give a clear answer there but I think it's it's it's, it's complex but I do think so I would say love you can love someone and not be loyal to them but it just depends what we mean by loyal, because obviously there, are, right. it's a spectrum here. Like right. I don't expect you to really like put yourself in terrible situations to stay loyal to me. Like I think a good quality in a friend is someone who wants you to succeed. Like I want my friends to succeed, and I yeah. want my friends to want me to succeed. And if loyalty ever kind of gets in the way of my friend getting to do like what they're meant to do and want to do, then I like. It's a toss-up. Right. Well, I mean, because at that point, like, what are you being loyal to? Are you being yeah. loyal to the other person? Are you being loyal to what you, yeah. I, I don't know, the, the easiest way to express loyalty, which yeah. is by your side. Yeah. But, I mean, I think authentic loyalty is if the other person wants you to succeed, you're being loyal to them by following that. Yeah. Because loyalty is really putting someone else's wishes in your, mm -hmm. like, right in front of your eyes. I think if you love someone and you act in there, I don't think you can love someone and be super disloyal. I think, I think love can continue through some disloyalty. It just depends. I'm just trying to, before I like answer, I'm just trying to see what I categorize <laughs> right. it as. Just like I'm running scenarios yeah. through my Yeah, exactly. You gotta talk it out. But yeah, I don't, I feel like it's, I feel like two people who just want, like people who want each other to succeed and are willing to put the other person's interests in front of their own doesn't fit into the loyalty or love bracket cleanly. It's just a little hybrid of both that I think okay. is good for, good for friendship. Great. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, there's, I completely agree with you. Yeah. But I, I'd say in my definition of loyalty, yeah, yeah. that completely <clears throat> falls under the loyalty category. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd rather have loyalty than love. Love don't mean that. Yeah. See, love's just a feeling you can love somebody back. Oh, don't be. You know who that is? No, I don't. 21 Savage. 21 Savage. I was a pretty good 21 voice, so I should, I should have picked up on that. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah. I tried. You tried to do the job. So you said something that uh, it started me thinking. Um, and now it's gone. There. Now it's gone. <laughs> Just loyal <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. No, honestly, who's being loyal here in my brain? Um, yeah, so it was about the line between... fact and, and and loyalty and um i say this because you know like you said the best friend is the one who says what like wants you to do well yeah. no matter what so they say stuff you don't want to hear and it it, go, it counteracts our you know our innate feeling on like are they with us or not if they're counting contradicting yeah. us but i i completely agree with you that the best friends will say what you need to hear no matter what <clears throat> And I definitely think, you know, for whatever reason in our society, how social norms have progressed over the last couple decades, that there's a little too much of agreeing and there's not enough of, you know, constructive fact. Yeah, I'm with you there. It's, it's funny. I, th- I think of that in like two ways, which is one, I think a lot of people have become way too entitled to feeling good about themselves all the time like you should have a rational confidence but you should also be able to take constructive right feedback and you're not entitled to feel fine and hear what you want to hear all the time but the second thing is all right let's say you are one of those people then the definition of a loyal friend changes and a loyal friend is someone who says yes to everything you say and only says nice things to you and if that's what you value in a friend then that's then that's loyalty in that relationship Right. Like we're, I feel like we're applying our definition of loyalty and a good friend, which is someone who calls someone out on their shit to people right. who maybe don't appreciate that and don't want right. that in a friend. So. Right, and it doesn't actually help them. Yeah, which is totally valid if you want that. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. So yeah, take that, Alex. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, yeah, I'm too busy projecting my reality yeah, on are. others. <clears throat> yeah, you don't know. You don't know them. You don't know their experiences, Alex. I don't. I try to learn. You try, and that's all that matters. Yeah. And loyalty. And loyalty, and loyalty, baby, bring it back. Okay, um, we are wildly in the clouds based on how theoretical and abstract this conversation is. Yeah. Let's take it. Let's take it a little lower. Let's take it lower. Let's let's feel some concrete. Let's let's put some granularity in this conversation. Some dirt in our toes. Yeah. So, um, AI. No, okay. <laughs> Vaccines. <Yeah. laughs> so. Yeah. We know each other because we go to Amherst College. That's right. We just did our first year. What did you expect coming into Amherst College? Small liberal school. If I'm being honest, I kind of yeah. So I was expecting kind of pretty much what I got. Good. And bad. In in all the good, in in most of the good ways and most of the bad ways, I kind of got right. what I expected. Okay. I uh. You know the one thing that surprised me is I made a lot more friends outside of the golf team than I expected. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, and uh, that's you. And I'm sure you probably made a lot more friends within the golf team than you expected <laughs> as someone who's not on it. Actually, no. 
I walked in expecting I'd be friends with everyone, and I really haven't talked to anyone, really, besides the three freshmen. That's valid, that's valid. So, um, we'll work on that. You're my in for next year. I am. It's gonna be a good year next year. <laughs> We're playing big stuff in Jenkins. <laughs> so, I would say I expected... I expected the schoolwork to be a little harder. Really? <clears throat> like, I did better than I expected, academically. Like, there's... Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Now, I chalk, I, it, I chalk it up magnesium. to... Magnesium? Yeah, I chalk it up to great inflation, if I'm being honest. I also avoided, like, taking like math. math. Yeah. <laughs> math. Yeah. Fun I math. actually really like math. Another thing that also pleasantly surprised me is I, I developed more intellectually than I thought I would. Me too. Like, I was always a good writer, but I struggled to, like, get off the blocks. Right. Like, I had a lot of help writing in high school, like, from my parents. Right. And, like, I felt, like, even though I wrote really good essays with their help, I felt unable to, like, actually take one from start to finish right. on my own. Holistically, right. And so I went into school, like, expecting, like, mm, like I don't know if I'm going to be able to, like, cut it. Like, well, like, yeah, I was getting good grades in high school, but, like, they were helping me so much with my papers. Like, I don't know if I'll be able to keep this going on my own in college. And, and it was tough a little bit at first, but, like, I got one paper under my belt. I got, like, B. And then it was just smooth sailing from then on. And I feel, like, confident in my writing now, which is huge. Blind confidence. No, it's not. My, my, my confidence in my golf game is totally irrational, but my, my confidence in my writing is like, okay. Okay, that's a fine line. So I did like develop. And I feel like I just became so much better as a critical thinker. Right. I expected. Oh, right. Yeah, like there was a lot more actual, like, cliche liberal arts learning than I expected. Like, I expected a little bit of it. Like, ooh, ha, ha yeah, liberal arts, like, taking all these classes. <laughs> like, they're going to develop as a person and a thinker. Yeah. But, like, it actually happened. And I was like, wow, this is kind of dope. Like, I yeah. really. Like, I really appreciate the fact that I'm not in, like, uh, like a business program at, like, the state school. Like, not, yeah. not me. Like, not me really? knows that all those are great, Seriously. but, like, I appreciate it just from, like, an intellectual point of view that I yeah. get to take a bunch of wild stuff. To that end, what was your favorite class, mm. and why? I, I really liked, I'm going to say two classes, because... They're both poli sci classes, and they were both taught by, by the same professor. Fall and spring, my what seminar professor? Uh, professor Corrales, who's, who's also my academic advisor. I took democratic backsliding with him in the yeah, fall. Right. That was my seminar, and I really liked him. Loved his class, and I'm probably going to be a poli sci major. So I took uh, political economy of development in the spring. Is that like a baseline intro? For the no, it was a little quirky. It's a 200 level, and it's about. Mm-hmm. It's about the interaction between different modes of government and different modes of and different types of economies and how they relate to a country's prospects for development. Really? Yeah, and also like what kind of system, what what systems of government promote what kind of economies? So like the the the. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's it's long been said like oh democracies promote healthy economies, and free markets promote democracy and the back and forth there we kind of went all into it we also talked a lot about so we, we talked about we did a lot of case studies like what proves that what disproves it in the cases that disprove it why like what happened what other variables are at play and then we also talked a lot about just different theories of development like the natural resource curse which i wrote a couple of papers about which is like if you're a country like like Botswana with its tremendous like natural diamond reserves, your prospects of growing into a healthy functioning market and economy are very low. 
because wow. when you have all this natural resource wealth, you are not forced to create systems, economic systems that create wealth on its own. Right. Like you won't have right. a healthy free market with a government that promotes business if you have this reserve of wealth because you don't need to. You're never forced to. Right. And so we linked that to both bad economies and that indirectly to authoritarian governments. That's fascinating. But the reason I bring up the reason I the only reason I remember Botswana is because it's the one counterexample. Really? Yeah, like it has like for some reason just a thriving democracy, even though it had all the chips stacked against it. Why? <sighs> Alright, now you're making me remember my class. No, <laughs> Botswana because because Botswana had like an interesting system where the government did not control all of their resource wealth. Like a country like Saudi Arabia, like the oil reserves. And all the money that come as a result of it all go to the government. Whereas in uh, Botswana, the diamond wealth was split 50-50 between like private corporation and the government. Right. Neither had a majority share, so they kind of had to work together. One private corporation? Or uh, many? I don't remember. Okay. I think a couple. Okay. But so There's the government wasn't yeah, the government was involved, but they also involved private corporations to make sure there was like natural growth spurred. Really cool. So that was so, yeah, Professor Corrales, he's also like absolutely brilliant, published a bunch of books about this topic, and uh, he was good, tough grader, yeah, but like he was fair, and he brought, he expected the best out of my writing, which I really appreciated, like he, yeah, he had high expectations, but was also very fair, and if I performed, he rewarded me, and if not, he would say, listen, I know you have like good writing, and you just do a little better. Wow. That's constructive. He's great. I really, I really liked him, and he was really entertaining in class. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was great. This was episode two of three with Mark. In episode three next week, we discuss a startup idea, Mark's dream career, and how Mark defines success.